0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode 9 of the Average Joe Films podcast, and we are back for another Star Wars special. This time I'm here again with Alan. Hey. And we're here to take on one of my least favourite films of all time, and in my opinion the worst Star Wars film of all time. Alan, do you have anything to say about that? (sighs)
1: Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Um, This is absolutely the lowest rated of all the Star Wars uh, movies in general, let alone this trilogy. Uh, And for pretty good reasons just all across the board
0: yeah um fun fact about this one for you film buffs out there this was the first ever feature length film to be done entirely with digital cameras no analog film was used in the making of this and it shows (laughs) it really does because i mean you said it when we watched it last time this ages by the second
1: oh yeah no like um you see it throughout the entire trilogy just like the over-reliance on cgi really putting a date on everything but with um with episode two that like it's like they really ramped up the i'm not going to build a set today That we're all just <laughs> going to stand around in a blue screen and just hover around and look at each other but not really look at each other because they're not really there yeah exactly like, it's, it's yeah. there everywhere. are
0: there are so many people that aren't actually there no. in, in this film it's it's astounding um But yeah, we won't dwell too long on that. Let's just dive straight into it because I honestly want to get this one over and done with as fast as possible and put this film behind me because I dislike it that much.
1: Oh yeah, so don't blame you.
0: So um, it's set 10 years after um, The Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. And obviously a lot of other shit has happened since then. The Trade Federation are still very much at large, even though we thought they'd be dead and buried after the ending of the last film. And we open with a rather strange opening of a ship just coming into Coruscant. It lands, and um, we see that Padme has gotten off the ship. Padme now, who has given up her queenship. That's an interesting thing we get in the opening crawl.
1: Uh, yes, uh, apparently the Naboo queens have a term. like It's not—it's mm. a monarchy, but a
0: democracy. Yeah, it's, it's like a prime minister. <laughs> it's whatever. Um, but yeah. They land and Padme thinks everything's okay and they got through and then kablammy. Mm-hmm. The main ship explodes but Padme's okay. It's okay. Her decoy died. Her decoy who, by the way, um, they put her in the background again throughout this film. So I, yes, because I, re- I recognize the actress. She's there like, again as a decoy. I this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, notice it, this. Yeah, there was that much attention to detail <laughs> on this film. Oh, apparently. Um... Uh, but yeah, and we learn now that um, Senator Amidala's um, faith is very much threatened by the Trade Federation. They w- they want to kill her mm-hmm. for reasons we don't know.
1: They don't like her, I think. <laughs> yeah, I know. they like, still really mad yeah. about the whole thing 10 years ago. They're probably
0: just classic sexists. Uh, maybe. They just can't stand to see a woman do well, kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Like, uh, she's always... Uh, I think they mention it offhandedly. Like, she's always, like, a real firecracker in the... In the Senate room, like yeah. she's always putting down, like the big, the big uh, trade federation deals or yeah. whatever, and so yeah, they think she's a too much of a hassle, needs to die, and then we enter, uh, enter with uh, Anakin and Obi Wan.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we we see them first in a lift. Obviously, Anakin. Despite aging 10 years, looks like he's aged about 20 mm-hmm. <laughs> since the last time we saw him. He's got the stupid dicky haircut again of the rat tail and the ponytail, and Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor, is wearing fake hair and a fake beard. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 we get to see um, Hayden Christensen, which um, I guess it's just a curse. Anakin Skywalker is not, not going to be played by a good actor. No. Like uh, Hayden uh, Christensen's.
0: Actually, to be fair to Hayden Christensen, the film he did. I think before Attack of the Clones which was called Glass which was a film about Stephen Glass the shamed journalist and he was pretty good in that. Like, I have to say I've gone back and watched it I don't know what happened to him over here. I
1: don't, I don't remember a single thing with Hayden Richardson. Did he do anything after like Star Wars? Or? He
0: did Jumper but that was a shit film too. That's
1: it? <laughs>
0: That's all I can remember. <laughs> okay. Well, but no, no Like saying that he is terrible in this film though. Oh, yeah. He's really bad.
1: Um, yeah, he, he's just like He's really aloof. He doesn't put any, like, emphasis on any of his lines, which no, no, becomes he's... a huge problem later on yeah, yeah. when he should.
0: Yeah. He's like Plank from Edder Than Eddie in this.
1: Oh, yeah. No, he has the same dead stare. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. That weird smug grin.
0: Yeah. But anyway, we're getting carried away um, talking shit about Hayden Christensen in this role. Um, they go and they meet Padme, and she's instantly like, oh, my God, Anakin, you've grown... And he takes that as she didn't even recognize me, which is, we start with the ridiculousness really early in this film.
1: It's like, it's it's really odd. It's like the second, like Lucas had a plan, like the second Anakin sees Padme, the sexual tension just yeah. immediately. Yeah.
0: Like. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, Anakin and Obi-Wan are set to protect Senator Amidala from her many, many foes at this point. Like worms. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, let's just go... Straight to the nighttime section, Padme has offered herself up as bait, um, and we did see that this cool-looking dude who looks a little bit like Boba Fett gave this other weird-looking person a tube, and we don't know what's in the tube, mm-hmm. and we, that we've, I mean, put two and two together, this person is going to go and kill Padme, and we don't know what's in the tube. What we later find out is that, I mean, she got this little robot to cut a hole in Padme's window... And these strange centipedes come crawling out, which are apparently very deadly.
1: Oh yeah, and they're really stealthy too. R2's in the room and it turns on, he looks around, they're nowhere to be seen. Yeah,
0: no. (laughs) As as, as we said, there's just someone shining a flashlight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Anakin is cocky and thinks he can sense what's going to happen. Obi-Wan doesn't think so, but then, aha! They both sense what's going to happen. And they burst into the room just before Padme is about to get, I don't know, tickled to death by these things.
1: Anakin fucking, like, his lightsaber slices these, like, tiny-ass bugs right on Padme. That's...
0: No, he could have easily cut her head off. (laughs)
1: It's okay.
0: And then, Obi-Wan jumps out the window.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. He sees sees a droid and he's like, yes!
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like... Even just me saying this right now, it sounds fucking stupid, and that's because it is.
1: He leaps right out the window, flies on this droid for yes. like a good 20 minutes. And like
0: for those of you that don't know what Coruscant is, this place doesn't have a floor. This <laughs> <laughs> is just skyscrapers upon skyscrapers, and just flying cars, and it's just chaos. <laughs> this planet would never work. On any kind of re- realistic scale ever. They
1: go on a crazy like high speed car space chase. Yeah. And, like there's no cops or anything. Like.
0: Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> like, no. Like. There's
1: no like, roads. There's no lanes. Exactly. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna nitpick. <laughs> but Obi Wan jumps out the window. Anakin runs to get a speeder, and then Obi Wan's droid thing, which he's holding onto, gets shot to pieces, and he's just free falling in the middle of nothing, and Anakin finds him.
1: Yeah. He, he just. Under. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, and the, we discuss, we discussed this last time, did Anakin um, commit Grand Theft Auto exactly. <laughs> when, when he took that speeder?
1: Because he's like, oh, it's one of the cool cars to open one, so I assumed that wasn't his, he yeah. just found it.
0: I mean, <laughs> it looked like there were just a bunch lying around and he just took it. He just his
1: one
0: up. <laughs> but anyway, yes, we have the strange heist where um, there's this, what now we think is a bounty hunter, I guess, and they lose her. Um, and Anakin just jumps off the speeder. I hate that he does this. Yes, <laughs> which implies he's done it many times before. And,
1: and, and it's a bit of a hypocrisy because Obi-Wan literally just jumped out the window. Okay?
0: Yeah, it's co- it's complete and utter hypocrisy. You're absolutely right. Um, it's
1: bullshit.
0: Who's, I mean, I guess, it's, I guess it's like a master complex. I'm the master, so I get to jump off things irrationally. I guess. <laughs> but anyway, Anakin manages to land right on the speeder car of this person... They have a little shooty and a little bit of slashy while on the thing. I'm really fucking running through this. Mm -hmm. Um, And Anakin manages to take the speeder down and it crash lands and the bounty hunter person runs away. And we're coming up to, I think, one of your favorite scenes in this film. (laughs) When they enter the high class cantina Mm -hmm. now. And it's like a nightclub and they're trying to find this person. And we didn't mention that Anakin thinks... um, this bounty hunter after is a changeling because there's that weird scene where she looks up at him and her face like turns into a frog for a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're trying to mingle at this bar. And I mean, I'll let you take it from here for your favorite scene ever.
1: So. <laughs> Obi-Wan Obi- heads up to a bar. I-, I don't know what he's trying to do. Maybe ask around. Yeah, he's around. having a drink. <laughs> yeah. And this-, <laughs> this dude comes up to him. Uh, Elon Bagano. Yeah. Uh, great fucking naming there, it's Lucas. <laughs> And he just comes up with, you want to buy some dead sticks? <laughs> 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 you don't want to buy some dead sticks. I don't want to buy some dead sticks. And
0: it, you want to go home and rethink your life?
1: I go home
0: and rethink my life. I mean, I guess what they were trying to do when trying to bring in Obi Wan's classic Jedi mind trick. But don't do it with a character who you've literally named Sleazebag.
1: <laughs> and I don't think Lucas really understood what he did every time he did something like this. Like, With this character, he's introduced drugs into Star Wars.
0: Yeah, the problem with that is that they were never really explained ever again, so you just assume death sticks are drugs. I mean, I don't know if it was before or after this film that the Star Wars Bounty Hunter PS2 game came out, but death sticks in that game were just literally sticks of death.
1: You touch them and die,
0: what? You could shoot them at someone and they die, basically. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it wasn't drugs. I guess. um, But yeah... Yeah, Bagano. And then, um, I don't even remember how, yeah, Bounty Hunter girl tries to sneak up on Obi-Wan to shoot him in the middle of a bar. Great
1: plan.
0: Yeah, Obi-Wan's a Jedi, sees this coming, and cuts her hand off. It's a carbon copy of the scene in um, A New Hope, in Tatooine.
1: (laughs) Official Jedi business, go back to your drinks. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and and everyone just goes back to their drinks, no one bats a fucking eyelid. That tells
1: me that this happens a lot.
0: Yes. Like... (laughs) Yes, it tells me the Jedi are tyrants and they cut off people's hands left and right. Uh, But yeah, they drag her outside and they are trying to get her to reveal who they're working for. And Anakin gets a little bit too intense about this. Oh yeah, I mean...
1: The the whole movie it's really heavy handed in trying to do this, but they want to really like hammer in. Oh man, Enik is a bit fucked. Yeah,
0: crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but as you said, they're really heavy handed about it. But um, and as soon as this person is about to reveal who she works for, she gets shot in the neck with a dart and she shrivels up. Like I, I don't know what shrivels up. I can't think of anything. Fuck it. <laughs> 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 okay, but now we have a big question. There's this poison dart. They saw a guy fly away on a jetpack on it. He kind of looks like Boba Fett. Wonder who he is. Mm. But um, they take it back to the Jedi Council. Um, and like it's just been revealed that there was an attack on the Senator's life again and they tell her that she should leave. Mm-hmm. Even Chancellor Emperor Palpatine <laughs> tells her that um, she should leave as well.
1: Because there's like some there's some... Like, upcoming deals, and, like, yeah. uh, she's, she'll be critical in negotiations, so they don't, they don't want her here. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. And instead, she decides to leave power with Senator Binks, because we forgot Jar Jar Binks is a fucking senator in this film. Important. <laughs> yes. Um, literally responsible for the rise of the Empire, but we'll get to that in episode three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Anakin has been assigned as her bodyguard as she goes back to her home planet now, of Naboo.
1: Now, I have to draw a question, like... Um, the council knows Anakin and, like, Padme have been, like... You know, ten years ago, they were fairly close to each other. Yeah. Like, and the, the whole thing about the Jedi is, like, you know, relationships are a big no-no. Yeah. So, how did they not see something like this happening?
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure Obi-Wan had an idea that Anakin had feelings for Padme. I mean, it's, it's staring you in the face. It's screaming at you. I
1: mean, earlier, <laughs> like, the, the first scene, he was like... um Oh man, she didn't recognise me. Yeah, it
0: was like all butthurt about that. So it's pretty obvious. I mean, the Jedi are portrayed as idiots in this. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And Obi-Wan decides to take this poison dart, which he's found on that body, to the only man who knows where this thing could have come from. And we get Dexter's Cantina.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, again, Lucas has now added, like, American-style diners yeah. to Star Wars. We, we, with
0: Jawa juice, whatever that yeah, is. I don't know. What
1: the fuck Jawa juice Do is. they milk
0: Jawas? That's what I was thinking. I,
1: I think it's better. We just don't know. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there's, is. like, been books about this. Yeah,
0: probably. Yeah, most definitely. There's there's definitely, like, a Wikipedia page about this somewhere. Actually, you know, the Star Wars one is Wikipedia, which I kind of like. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, Dex, he's this four-armed fatso with, for some reason, a mustache.
1: Uh, <laughs> Oh, this mustache.
0: Yeah. And Obi-Wan hands him the dart, and Dex knows exactly where it's from. <laughs> he, like, the, doesn't it take him, like, a second?
1: Exactly, yeah. He immediately recognizes this dart, that, like, the Jedi records have no, like, idea where yeah. it is.
0: Exactly. Everything he's looked for in the archives is just like, oh, we have no idea. But Dex is like, oh, no, this belongs to the Kaminoans and their cloners. They live in Kamino. Damn good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, funny thing about... Camino. when I was a kid, I mean, Attack of the Clones came out, what, 2002, 2003? Two? Two, I think. I think two. I think it was two. Uh, Yes. 2002. So, I was eight. (laughs) And hearing the word Camino, I instantly thought of the island near where we live in Malta, Camino, (laughs) And for a good while, I thought it was Camino, And I was like, oh, they took the name from Malta. I mean, dumb fact. Anyway... (laughs) um, he hears that it's beyond the outer rim, so he goes back to the Jedi Archives. And it's not there. And the librarian, because the Jedi have this really cool digital library, tells him if it's not in the archives, it does not exist. Mm-hmm. So he goes to ask a bunch of children.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, he goes to ask Yoda and Yoda just so happens to be training a bunch of kids and yeah. Yoda's like, I don't know, kids, <laughs> what the fucking planet. I
0: Yeah, and then we get the classic line of, it ought to be here, but it isn't, which is what I say to my mom every day when she cleans my room. (laughs) um, And then this fucking kid, young Einstein over here, Mm -hmm. fucking cracks the case (laughs) of someone must have deleted it from the archives. (laughs) Like, if, if fucking... If Obi-Wan couldn't or Yoda couldn't figure that out, then this kid has. This kid should be running the Jedi. He should be the headmaster.
1: Maybe, maybe he's the real chosen one. Maybe, uh, maybe. In fact, actually...
0: He's probably dead now, though.
1: Quickly to bring this up, the chosen one stuff is not mentioned in this movie at all.
0: No, they completely ignore that he's the chosen one in this. Along
1: with... I think along with that and chlorians is like two things that uh, Luke has picked up that people were really kind of sketchy on. Yeah. So they're like, okay, I'm going to leave it on this one. <laughs>
0: yeah thankfully but yeah so obi-wan decides to go out on a whim to where this planet is supposed to be sure enough it's there Mm -hmm. (laughs) dex was right this planet does exist and it (laughs) is
1: yoda told him to go exactly where it isn't yeah and he's like okay
0: yeah and this planet is constantly raining (laughs) Um, it's filled with water and just these above ground facilities built on the water.
1: I, I would imagine, like, they have more cities on the ground because you see us like, one scene of one riding a big manta ray.
0: Yeah, it was like a manta ray dragon fucking thing. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I mean, we didn't see any of it, if, wow. it, if it is there. But yeah, Obi Wan goes in and apparently he's expected. Mm-hmm. But that's because they think he is Master Cypher Diaz.
1: Or somebody working for him. I don't think he's actually they think he's actually the guy.
0: Yeah. But it turns out, um, fast forwarding a little bit, he's at a cloning facility. These Kaminoans have been making clones for the Jedi Order for the past 10 years, apparently. hmm And he meets up with the head boy with the mohawk. <laughs> and he tells him like, oh, yeah, your clones have come along great. There's, um, I don't know how many millions there were. And there's a few million more on the way. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, oh, Cypher Diaz made this order, like, with us 10 years ago. But Obi-Wan's like, hmm, Cypher Diaz died 10 years ago, so... Mm,
1: something, we, something's
0: up. Yeah, we've got a conspiracy over here.
1: Mm-hmm. Somebody, in the, somebody in the Jedi Council is doing, that, doing an audit. Yeah,
0: doing a heckin'. <laughs> um, we also find out that um, the person that these clones are based off lives in the facility. They gave him a home, and he had one request, apart from his very large payment to have his own clone which is not genetically modified so it grows at the age a regular human would rather than an accelerated age rate
1: which is a really weird like request in the context of just the movie i'm like from what i remember the ps2 game like uh bounty hunter talks about this a lot more yeah um but i don't know like in the purely in the context of the movie it doesn't make sense that django like Really no, no he's,
0: he's a bounty hunter. Why the fuck do you have a kid? Yeah, like, <laughs> He lives a dangerous life. Like,
1: and he, like, he, brings him, he brings him along. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get
0: to Boba Fett later. <laughs> but yeah, um, Obi-Wan wants to meet this guy and his name is Django Fett. And if you haven't figured it out by now, this is Boba Fett's dad. In fact, the first person we meet in the room is young Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And woo, intertextuality. Great. This is a character you know from later films who does fuck all anyway. Right. But he's a popular. Yes, just because he looks cool. And I have to admit, as, as a child, even now, I just like the look of Boba Fett. You
1: don't see, C- ma- you don't see many famous green people.
0: Yeah. I like the jetpack, and like he didn't really talk much, and he's got a flamethrower, so that's pretty cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, and it turns out this Jango Fett is just a simple man trying to make his way in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and mean, he is not falling for Obi-Wan's interrogation. Nope. But he decides he has to leave, because he now he knows the Jedi are onto him. But... He does reveal an interesting little tidbit, is that he was not hired by Master cipher Diaz, He was hired by a Tyrannus. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a Tyrannosaurus Rex, Tyrannus. (laughs) (laughs) Lucas's
1: Sith names are beautiful.
0: (laughs) Yes. Anyway, um, as they're about to leave, Obi-Wan tries to intercept them, and they have a very wet fight, (laughs) where Boba Fett starts trying to shoot cannons at Obi-Wan, which land next to him. But yeah. don't do any actual damage. Yeah,
1: fuck it, like... That was, those were some big blasts. Yeah. Like, and
0: he just got, like, thrown around like a ragdoll. But, yeah. He's okay. Um, Get through the fight. Boba, uh, I guess Django Fett kind of wins it, even though his jetpack explodes. Um, It's okay. He's got, like, six of those. <laughs> and he
1: just flies off in the ship.
0: Yeah, and Obi-Wan puts a tracking beacon on him. Mm-hmm. And he follows him, like any good Jedi would.
1: I'd like to quickly just go back a little bit, like, for the... On the point of intertextuality. Like, uh... There's there's a scene when he sh- when the clones are being shown off to Obi Wan where it's just like oh look at that it's the fucking Empire stormtroopers it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's like not even they're not even like wearing the colors that the clone troopers end up wearing yeah in they're in just way. white they're just pure white just to be like just like the st- stormtroopers you know these guys
0: yeah I do feel looking back um, the difference from the clones to the stormtroopers at least in their armor could have been more substantial yes like it could have been more I would have liked them all to look like Republic Commandos because those guys looked sick but, um, anyway yeah um, Obi-Wan throws a tracking beacon on Slave 1 we know that it's that ship from the original trilogy as well mm-hmm. and he follows them into an asteroid field because of course <laughs>
1: um, I'll have Star Wars without asteroids
0: yeah to be fair this has what I will give the only cool part about the movie is when Slave One drops its seismic charge, and it explodes, and it like decimates all the fucking meteors around it. it makes a really cool noise. Yes, and the noise is insane. Again, sound design and soundtrack is always going to be good in these films okay. because you've got good people go behind those. I guess
1: that's like, a, I guess that's like a big reason why you would want to put digital film in the first place. Like, you can just do whatever the fuck you want with like sound, and yeah. like visuals, and stuff. And they, I guess they took as much advantage of that as they could back in 2002.
0: Yeah, I guess. It, I mean, I'm going to get to my criticism of CGI at the end of this film because there, I, if I start now, I'll never stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of cool fight. And then Django Fett thinks that he's got Obi Wan by the balls with a homing missile. It blows up and he's gone. But aha, Obi Wan was hiding on a big meteor. <laughs> we
1: won't be seeing him again.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to mention in this scene, what a fucking sadist young Boba Fett is. Because this guy is shooting at a person. And the whole time, Boba Fett's going, Get him, Dad! Get him! Like, <laughs> how have you raised this child? He didn't. Yeah.
1: Just <laughs> the Calumni-Normans
0: dead. Yeah, he's just born to be a fucking stone-cold killer. Yeah. Anyway, um, now we flip to Naboo, mm-hmm. where...
1: The most infamous part of this movie begins. Oh, this is
0: the worst part of this film. Uh-huh. The,
1: the romance sections between...
0: Fucking Padme hell. and Anakin. Where to fucking start?
1: I think we should start with a little bit of context. George Lucas was going through a very heavy divorce. Yes. Like, really nasty fucking divorce. Yes. <laughs> During the development of Attack of the Clones. And so, I can imagine having to write and direct... Um, scenes involving romance must have been fucking torture
0: yes (laughs) but (laughs) okay wait. let's just start this off where it starts to kind of happen is where they get to like the nice house on the lake and they're looking out at the water and he just starts caressing her arm and her bare back
1: yeah, no, like just completely out of nowhere.
0: This guy's gonna get fucking me too if he lived in if he lived in this day and age. Oh, like, it was
1: fucking really uncool. Yeah,
0: and they make out for like a second, and the music starts to swell, and then <gasps> it cucks you. It just goes no, no, they're not gonna do it. I can't do this. Yeah, apart from the fact, like, and as well, we need to take this in context. The last time we saw Anakin, he was a fucking child. <laughs> he was like eight, nine yeah. years old or something.
1: Like there hasn't been anywhere near enough time for like any like. Uh, natural romantic chemistry to occur. No. Like, um, Anakin has... I, on the ship coming here, I think Anakin grabbed her hand. Yeah. Uh, and that was then, about it. And then grabbed her arm and then her back and then, like, forced her into a kiss.
0: Yes. <laughs> that Exactly that. But I'm talking about in episode one, it seems like Anakin has aged over ten years. Padme doesn't look a day older. Oh. Now, canonically, she is four years older than him. So we are led to believe... That in Phantom Menace, she was 14 and he was 10. And now, in Attack of the Clones, she is 24 and he is 20. But that doesn't come off that way. It comes off that in The Phantom Menace, she is about at least 17. And I would say Anakin is about 8.
1: Yeah, no. It, it's the, the, the difference is jarring, like, extremely.
0: Yeah, and now Anakin is basically a rapist. And he's not going to stop until he... Gets what he wants. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a... I don't even know where this film goes, like, I guess, in, like, an actual structure from here because this part is so muddled in my brain.
1: The, 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 it's just, like, a montage of just, like, weird supposed-to-be-romantic scenes. Yeah, like. I mean, there's,
0: they go to the field. Yeah, where, so they start
1: writing these really big, like, bull things. Like yeah. Bull. <laughs> well, first they
0: have a picnic and they talk about politics, and that's really boring. Yeah, then Anakin decides to stand up on that fucking pig thing. Yeah, f-
1: fucking falls down, pretends yeah, he
0: died. And he falls off, and like, he acts like he's dead, yeah, as you said. <laughs> and she goes over to him, and he's just like, ah, laughing, ah, I fucking got you. And then they do the fucking thing. with In every cheesy romance movie ever, where like, they roll around in the grass like three billion times. No, we,
1: have to, we have to bring up the best scene of all time, when he the when he, I was gonna say force feeds, which would have been correct, but. Yes, it's is, it is absolutely correct. <laughs> uses the force to lift up a pear.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think that is the next scene where he. For some reason, they're eating fruit with a fork and knife.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I don't understand how that's. They look like they're about to have dinner. Why are they eating just fruit? But I don't know. Just one fruit. Space stuff. <laughs> And yeah, we have the one of the worst CGI scenes in history of the CGI pair mm-hmm.
1: F- flying to Natalie Portman's mouth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, no, she she hits it on her fork. Oh, yeah. It would it would have been too sexy for the kids. I guess. If she took it right into the mouth, I guess.
1: <laughs> and then and this and this leads up to the final scene where uh she like, uh, she and Anakin are just like chilling in the house and
0: then they <laughs> Well, not even. We just get this jarring cut of them sitting dramatically by a fireplace yeah. and Anakin bearing his fucking soul to her. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>
0: was... He literally tells her, you are in my very soul.
1: Oh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs>
0: like, how, how creepy can you be and still get the girl? No, it,
1: it's... Anakin is just like, the whole time he's talking about how like pissed off yeah. he's been getting lately, like at Obi Wan. Yeah, like, no, he's talking
0: shit way. about Obi Wan all the
1: time. Like he's been, he's talking about how much he fucking hates like sand. Yeah, and just like oh, how- we
0: forgot sand. <laughs> we forgot the sand line.
1: <laughs> he just, he's just angry constantly, and uh, me doesn't even bash an eyelid at this. Yeah, like
0: I was gonna say to go back to the sand line. That's actually a glowing example of terrible writing because you have them looking out over the lake and Padme is reminiscing about memories she had about being at the lake. They used to swim to the island and it used to be real fun and stuff, which is okay because that's actually talking about a memory. Mm-hmm. And then Anakin just comes out with, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and it gets everywhere. And that's basically how he delivers the line. As well. like, it's,
1: it's a line that sounds like he should have been twitching when saying this. Like, yeah. Like... It could have been, it could have been good. I, I feel, I see, I see a universe where this could have really detailed, like, Anakin's, like, deep resentment to, like, his life previously. Yeah,
0: I mean, but if we had any indication of the life he led before and how much he hated being a slave, that would have made sense. And the thing is, this is just so out of left field for everything we've seen so far. It makes no sense.
1: Yeah, and also it's, like, buried in, like, a, lot, a bunch of other winding of, like, Man, fucking Obi Wan thinks he can just boss me around because he's the master. I'm ready for the trials. I don't yeah.
0: care. Yeah. And then anyway, Anakin goes to bed and he starts having little wee baby nightmares about his mommy dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So he decides I need to go find my mother.
1: Yeah. I don't know why they didn't think about doing this like years ago. Yeah. Pa- Padme, like, saw his mo- met his mother before. Yeah. He knows. She knows exactly like the conditions she's living in. She could, at no point does she ever decide. I, th- I probably should go, like, get Shmi out of that fucking shithole.
0: Yeah, ju- just for doing us a solid, you know, for letting yeah. us, like, live in their house. Yeah, exactly. Like- <laughs> but, um, anyway, we go to Tatooine, we land in one of the hangars in Mos Eisley, and we meet our <laughs> favorite salesman of all time. <laughs> Water. We-, we meet Watto again. He's <laughs> like, oh, Annie, little bit, little lady. <laughs> Well, at first he doesn't recognize him, but then when he does, he's like, "Oh, you are a Jedi?" I
1: mean, what Watto encapsulates, do like what people should be like? Anakin, what the fuck? He's, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, and Watto just wants he sees Anakin's a Jedi, and he just wants Anakin to beat some people up for him. Oh
1: yeah, immediately. Yeah. kind was a deadbeat. all me some money.
0: It's always about money with Watto. It's it's the sole trait of his personality. Mm-hmm. Lucas just loves it. Um and he reveals that he has sold Shmi Skywalker because she was his slave. Yeah. But he said it's not that bad because the guy that bought her married her and freed her. Mm-hmm. And they live just on the outskirts of town. And Anakin's like, really sternly, like, well, fuck is she? <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves them there, apparently. They get there. And we see C-3PO, a very dirty C-3PO. It was What was he doing? He
1: was just outside.
0: Well... I, yeah, I, I, just, I mean that. Those those are water farmers. I, I mean, what,
1: what do they want with the? Produce? I guess you, he just
0: came with. He, he came with Shmi, yeah, because he was Anakin's droid. He was there to take care of Shmi, so he just came with Shmi. Okay. Um, and we meet Owen Lars, mm-hmm. which for other Star Wars fans, this is the same Owen Lars who eventually gets Kentucky fried in That's A New Hope. And even his girlfriend Baru, who eventually becomes his wife, who, who doesn't is Aunt say Baru. a single fucking No, she's just there. She's, <laughs> like, she's literally
1: there to hold like Lars's hands.
0: Yes, <laughs> he like he even says like my name is Owen Lars. This is my girlfriend Baru. She doesn't even say her own name. She doesn't even say hi. <laughs> yeah, but then we meet um, Shmi's husband Klee Lars, and he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, and over a meal and some green milk, classic uh, blue milk, sorry. Blue um, he says that whilst they were out on some kind of like fucking foraging, I guess, the sand people, the Tuscan Raiders, took her and they fucked up his leg. And killed everyone else, basically. I mean, the way he speaks about this is like he's riding a horse. In fact, the first time I watched this, I thought he was riding a horse because he says the line is like, oh, ever since I lost my leg, I could never ride again properly. But I'm thinking to myself, like how can't you ride a, a, a flying bike without a leg? Right. Anyway. <laughs> um... Anakin takes it upon himself to uh, go find her, even though he has no indication <laughs> of where these things live.
1: You so Jawa, don't worry. They yeah. Have, they have no... They
0: yeah. Have, they don't I was going to say, in this scene, we have some of the worst CGI ever in the world ever, where he's speeding through the desert mm-hmm. on the speeder bike, it's just so bad. <laughs> it's, it,
1: like, I think, it's, I think it's good to note that, like, we're about... Halfway through the movie, and if you compare it to uh, episode one, there's been no fucking action.
0: No, there's yeah. been not a, there's di- been a Boba Fett fight, yeah, and not even a good one, yeah. <laughs> like, and even like even the chase in the starships wasn't even the best part about that was seeing the cool seismic charge and hearing the noise, yeah.
1: Like it, it's, it's really weird,
0: yeah. No, that the only times lightsabers have been ignited so far are to cut up some centipedes
1: and some dudes' hand, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's it. That's, yeah, but that's it. Uh, I, I think they're
1: trying to explain this away because, like, during the chase, Ob- uh, Anakin loses his lightsaber. But yeah.
0: Back. I don't remember. No, Obi Wan catches it. Oh, what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Anakin finds the Tusken Raider camp. He jumps down and he stealths all in there. Cuts a hole in a tent. Happens to be the very tent where his mother is hanging, like Jesus on the cross, mm-hmm. and more biblical allusions <laughs>
1: which me it's nothing but
0: yes um he lets her down and i mean actually to be fair in context of everything like especially the last time these two people met this is a heartbreaking scene and i think this actress who plays shmi skywalker this is the moment where she gave it her all because she's possible over here
1: i mean she literally died like yes answer.
0: yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah um Anakin flips shit mm. and he goes on his first of many murderous rampages. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, Yoda feels it.
0: Yeah, Yoda feels a lot of like anger and sadness in Skywalker but and he's like, "Ah, I just feel it."
1: And he, he calls back to, to exactly why he didn't want to take in Anakin in the first place, Oh pain, suffering. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um Anakin gets back to the Lars farm. He's holding a body which is his mother. Barry's hurt or sad. Padme tries to like connect with him whilst he's fixing something, and Anakin has a little. He's a pissy fit. Yeah, a, a, a little bitch fit. Uh, I mean, it's understandable. His mother did just die in his arms. <laughs> but, Which is pretty heavy. And we get the famous line mm-hmm. of "I killed them, and not just the men, but the women and children too."
1: Now I want to know how on earth Anakin knew that there were women's like sand people. Yeah. Like, kids, that was obvious. You, you saw one yourself that was like, tiny. They were just little. Yeah, they were just small ones. But, yeah, women, I guess he took off one of the masks, looked.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always assumed with Tuscan Raiders, they were just people that wore a particular garb and mask, and they lived in the desert.
1: I have no idea if they're aliens or not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, but, like, the little ones have, like, the same outfit and mask as well. So I'm thinking they must be aliens.
1: I guess so. Well, yeah. Like, at this point, Padme's red flag should be
0: going... Yes, no, like, this is a Jedi who's meant to protect you, who's meant to be a protector of all good, and he just went and murdered a bunch of things in cold blood. Because, granted, they did capture his mother, and they they led to her eventual death, but Jedi are supposed to turn the other cheek and not kill out of passion, which is exactly what Anakin did. But anyway, they get a message from Obi-Wan, because he landed on the planet Geonosis, he saw a lot of trade federation stuff and he sent a message out. And Padme decides, oh, I'm going to go fucking save him and you have to come with me because you're my bodyguard, so you do as I say. Yet again, Anakin, like, always the Padawan, never the fucking master. <laughs>
1: like, <it's> just... <laughs> Even Natalie Portman's got his reins. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they fly over there. Um, Obi-Wan has informed the Jedi Council of this clone army Yoda is going to go check it the fuck out and um, they're going to go to Geonosis as well to go and help him out
1: I just, I just, I'm just picturing like, Yoda yeah. <laughs> coming down to Kamino oh, just like, yes I would like all the clones please <laughs> yeah. were, were they already paid?
0: I think so actually
1: <laughs> alright well I think so. <laughs> Just have to point him at the right place, I guess. Yeah. Um,
0: um, but yeah, Obi Wan's captured, and while well, he's trying to eavesdrop on a little meeting inside Geonosis, we have that guy with the great voice, with the metal on his chest and like the bits <laughs> and bobs. The guy who speaks like. <laughs> he, has to, he has to like tune himself like a guitar you, when he speaks.
1: You, you, you see the the beginnings of the separatist movement. Yes. With, with, with the Trade Federation and. The, the
0: mechanoidist. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was the techno union I army. Mean. <laughs> and I think there must be an allusion to techno music because that's kind of what he sounds like.
1: I have no idea what the fuck. Like, he, 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 why did he even start messing with his
0: dials? Oh <laughs> And even the Geonosian king, he he just speaks in like clicks and clacks. Yeah. It's like it's, it's not language, but anyway. Um Count Dooku, who now we're seeing, I guess, kind of properly for one of the first times. Christopher Lee. Now, Christopher Lee, I can't fault in anything he's ever done. I can't even fault him in this. Because even as Dooku with some laughably bad lines, he's still good because he's just one of those actors that can deliver laughably bad lines and still be believable. Mm-hmm. It's like it's one thing which these stage actors what, are very good at. Like even Ian McKellen, if you take some of Ian McKellen's lines from Lord of the Rings and you give them to other people. They're stupid and they're laughable, but because he's Ian McKellen, he's able to make them not. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It's people like people like Christopher Lee, honestly, really fit Star Wars, I think, because yeah. it's like serious, but a, like it's really dumb and it's hard. Yeah, it tries to take itself semi-seriously. Exactly, which is exactly what theater does.
0: Exactly, it, it, it has to be. It's got the theatrical element, as you said. It's a little bit over the top, as theater tends to be when you kind of act like that, but. Anyway, um, he wants Obi-Wan to join him. Obi-Wan's like, fuck no, you're a Sith. (laughs) Like the good Jedi he is. Mm -hmm. Padme and Anakin get there. They get into, like...
1: They they go through a, like, a foundry.
0: Yeah. Like a forge. Yeah, I hate... What what we didn't mention is, they steal C-3PO from those poor people. Oh,
1: yeah. He just just fucking, like, for no reason at all, just, like, he comes
0: with them. Yeah, they just steal him. They just took... That, fo- that poor family's protocol droid. I don't know, they
1: weren't using them. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they
0: go through this foundry. There are hundreds of these flying GN Ocean dudes. Um, fi-
1: and this is where like action really starts. Like, yeah,
0: but it's just it's not very good.
1: No, it's just like shooting a lot of fly people.
0: Yeah. Um, then they go through the foundry path where a bunch of shit happens. It- I
1: have to mention, like, the foundry is where you really sit down and see ooh this is some bad fucking cgi
0: yes especially my favorite moment is when the clamp comes down on Anakin's hand like that's, that's i could do a better job on paint nowadays like <laughs> it
1: was really funny because like our friend max was walking by and yeah like, I, to, I think the movie was pretty good and then like he, saw,
0: he, <laughs> he, he sat saw down this for part. this segment
1: <laughs> he saw this part he's like oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> Because I remember asking him, I said, "When was the last time you watched this?" He's like, oh, "I don't know, like five years ago or something." <laughs> he sat down for the worst part of the one of the one of the worst parts of the film. Um, but yeah, we in this part we have fucking this is where C three PO's head gets removed and put on a battle droid, oh, yeah, and some, vice versa. For some hilarity. later. Yeah, on. we see R two D two fly for the first time. Yeah, he's got the jets in his legs. <laughs> I guess that's important. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's important. Uh, Padme almost turns into lava. Oh, it's... Anakin somehow gets his hand built into metal. And then pulls it out. Yeah, and, and no problem. But he br- he loses his lightsaber. Yeah,
1: he breaks it. He's yeah. like, oh, Obi Wan's gonna kill me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, they get captured, and they're about to be put to death. And this is where, for some reason, even though there hasn't been a single other romantic interaction since Naboo. And since then, Anakin has gone on a murderous rampage. Padme's in love with him.
1: Yeah, Natalie Portman turns to Hayden Christensen, I want to use the real names for this, yeah. and says, I love you.
0: <laughs> fuck, man. And
1: then they kiss and fuck the kiss. to the gladiator.
0: Yeah, we, we literally have a coliseum. Now, even now, what I think Lucas wanted to do with this was a good idea. The whole Colosseum thing. I like that. I think it's executed terribly, though.
1: I don't know. It's just like, we need to have all the main characters together, literally in a pit.
0: Yeah, I know. But the thing is, it could have just been a much more exciting scene. Not really much happens.
1: It was at this point that, like, I'm sure Lucas was like sitting down reading the script and realized, oh, no, the movie's almost over. I forgot to put in a fight scene. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, well, how much <laughs> budget do we have left? put the rest of it in this scene and the upcoming scene. Yeah, exactly.
0: Anyway, Obi-Wan is tied to one pillar. There are two more next to him and Padme and Anakin get tied next to those. He delivers some of his typical Obi-Wan sarcasm even though they're probably about to die. Right. And they each have a particular monster which is going to fuck them up. Mm -hmm. Padme has this like... Cat. Yeah. It's it's like a cat and a rat and a raccoon all in one and it's the size of like a big tiger and it has razor-sharp teeth. And it's fucking pissed. Yes, it's mad. Um, Anakin has what's basically the equivalent of a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin has the least intimidating one. Um, Obi-Wans, when I was a kid, used to scare the shit out of was me. It, because what
1: are they called? Rylex or Ad- Atalix or something like that? Something like that. And they're fucking... Those are,
0: those are from the Twilight Homeworld. Those are from Felucia.
1: Those big, scary fucking manta ray people. Yeah. Sorry, manta... Praying
0: mantis. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because that's it's like a mix of like a praying mantis and a spider, which are two things you don't want to fuck with in real life. I, uh, <laughs> I
1: love how getting these animals out, like, two Geonosians
0: died. Yeah, one of them gets absolutely <laughs> fucked by the cat thing. It gets destroyed. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Padme climbs to the top of her pillar, because and she's a cat. You can't do that! <laughs> Shoot her or something! <laughs> um... Anakin just jumps on top of his and Obi-Wan manages to use the praying mantis fucking things claws against it and cuts the chain. Mm-hmm. And we're having a little scene reminiscent of Ridley Scott's Gladiator just without any of the fun. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this scene isn't fun. It's totally predictable.
1: Natalie Portman gets fucking like, slashed really bad. Yeah, she Perhaps gets... She just walks it off. Like, yeah. No problem. She
0: gets like a proper three... Claw mark gash in her back.
1: I can't. Th- I honestly can't think of too many scenes in Star Wars where blood is
0: shown. Yeah, this is one of them.
1: Exactly. It's, which is really weird. Yeah. Honestly.
0: Anyway, moving on from this, um, we see a cloaked figure approaching Count Dooku and Django Fett from the top of their spire, I guess. And a lightsaber comes out, and it's purple. Oh, and we've oh. never seen a purple lightsaber.
1: At this point, everybody's fucking freaking. And
0: we've never seen a Jedi with coloured skin. <laughs> <laughs> and who could, it be, who could it be it's that bad motherfucker Samuel L. Jackson and he's finally doing something in these movies it's um, like the
1: party's over
0: yeah which is not something I'd ever expect a Jedi to say um, but yeah he expects them to just like bow down and like be okay with it I guess um, loads of other Jedi show up around this place you see them in the background. They're yeah. sticks, like igniting. Yeah, exactly. They they all jump into the center ring, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. Um. Django Fett tries to set Mace Windu on fire. He jumps down, which is like easily like a good 300 foot drop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Removes his cloak because that's on fire, and they're all standing in the middle. And suddenly we have the most Jedi we've seen on screen at once. And you'd think this is going to be cool. It's not <laughs> because. Nothing much happens.
1: They shit like they shit out a million droids. Yes, and, it's, and, it's and just, we have these
0: new droids. Now we see super battle droids right. for the first time.
1: Uh, but it's just fucking absolute chaos. You can never tell who's doing particularly well in this fight. No, no. Times. You just like it cuts to one scene with just like a, a droid blasting and then getting cut off by some random dude. Yeah. And, like and then fo- followed by I don't know C three PO on a droid's head.
0: Saying, yeah, yeah. And then Kit Festo stents him to the ground. <laughs> We see Kit Fisto in action for the first time and he's just big eyes and smiling. He Uh, loves
1: it.
0: Yeah. What I do... Like, one I don't understand is that one Jedi who jumps up to the Spire to take on Dooku and he just gets, like, destroyed by Jango Fett Mm -hmm. who's only got one blaster because one of them he left on Kamino. Yeah. Like...
1: (laughs) he got wrecked.
0: Yeah. Um, Jango Fett flies down into the pit decides to take on Mace Windu of all people <laughs> yeah. who's who's he's a master on the Jedi Council um, and yeah he dies exactly as a Feth should completely underwhelmingly yeah
1: his Mace Windu just gets better of him and slices his head off that's it yeah <coughs> he does
0: kill that rhino though yeah but like first the rhino fucks him up too like it tramples yeah. over him and he just shoots it in the head Um, We should mention he tried to jump for Mace Windu's lightsaber. I don't know what he plans to do with that. Because, like, if I'm fighting a guy who's a master of, like, martial arts, and especially with a sword, if he drops his sword and I pick up his sword, I've never swung a sword in my life. I still don't fancy my chances that much against someone that knows what they're doing. I don't
1: know. Like, he shouldn't have jumped down in the first place.
0: Yeah, he should have shot him. Yeah. (laughs) But, But, no, he didn't. Anyway. Um, he's dead his head rolls away mm-hmm. um, and then the Jedi somehow get overpowered
1: mm-hmm. yeah the, uh, it, it goes down to like 20 of them
0: yeah like most of the Jedi Order seems like it's been wiped out at this point <laughs> absolutely uh, but yeah and then out of nowhere like a bat out of hell comes Yoda with the clones again this should be really cool and awe inspiring but because absolutely all of it is CGI, it doesn't feel real, it feels fake, it looks fake, mm-hmm. it is fake, and it's just underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, just a bu-
1: bunch of like computer people shooting at each
0: other for yeah. a good 30 I, minutes. What I can't understand is, okay, make the battle droids CGI, because they have to, you, need to, you need a lot of them on screen at once. They're, they would be pretty hard to put someone in costume because of the way they're built, and they look okay, why is every single clone trooper CGI?
1: Because they couldn't afford uh, Django anymore, I guess.
0: But it's 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 more expensive to make CGI than to pay actors. This is my point.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas wanted to make the most to spend the most money possible. He's like, a hundred and fifteen million, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. We'll make that like next week.
0: Yeah, anyway, they fly away. And Dooku's escaping. And it seems like there's a fucking all-out war going on on this planet already. Um, They're chasing Dooku. Padme falls off the fucking ship. And Anakin desperately wants to go back for her. Which, again, should be telling Obi-Wan, your bro has been fucking. (laughs) But they go to catch Dooku because they reckon that they've got a chance to uh, end this war before it starts. They get to the landing pad. They run off the clone ship they landed on gets absolutely destroyed, all those clones are dead um, <laughs> and they take on Count Dooku, who is a master of the Sith uh, this is the Darth Tyrannus that was mentioned by Jango Fett which, why is there not a single moment where Dooku goes, motherfuckers took my clones <laughs>
1: he didn't need them anymore he had the ultimate weapon now I, oh yes
0: because they mentioned the Death Star in this yes I do yes for yeah. more weaponized inter- intertextuality
1: exactly it's fucking it's <laughs> all over
0: this yes movie. it's It's just remember this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Obi-Wan and Anakin
1: double team yeah do and it
0: goes horribly it goes horribly yep Obi-Wan gets fucked um, Anakin fights with two lightsabers he gets his hand cut off like a little bitch
1: but he doesn't even like care
0: no <laughs> He's, he's, just, he's He just lies down on Obi-Wan's side. It's like,
1: oh, I lost the hand. And then, and then Yoda walks in.
0: <sighs> okay, now going back to 2002. I watched this film for my birthday with a bunch of my friends. We went to McDonald's before. Then we went to go watch this film, so we're obviously on like a junk food rush <laughs> Probably loads of fucking sweets at the cinema. When Yoda started fighting in this film, I remember I was losing my fucking mind. <laughs> I had never seen anything like this in a film before it
1: must have been really like must have been really crazy like uh, just seeing you first because first yoda gets like blasted and he just like shrugs it off yeah and he's like oh well i guess we're gonna have to fucking fight with lightsabers now. yeah they have the, they
0: have the slowest force fight in the world
1: <laughs> yoda's like i guess so
0: yeah <laughs> and yoda's i mean for a guy who we've seen when he walks with a it's only with a walking stick when it's long distances, he has that little, like, hover bed for himself. Yeah. Um, he's pretty nimble yeah. <laughs> for an old guy. He, 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 he can fucking move. <laughs> um,
1: like, but I have, to, I have to bring up, like, it's just sad because, like, this really highlights one of the things that we liked about episode one, I remember, is the, uh, the choreography.
0: Yeah, it's terrible over here. Two,
1: too, it's non-existent. No. Like, not at all. No,
0: no, even... even. Yeah, I was going to say, the fight with Dooku and Anakin, when it's predominantly them, f- for once, like, for a, a small part of that, it turns into, like, a strobe rave party. Yeah. Because it's just close-ups of Christopher Lee and Hayden Christensen, and lightsaber noises, and bright lights. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, granted, Christopher Lee was, like, in his 80s when he filmed this. <laughs> um, what the fuck a stunt doubles for, you know? <laughs> exactly.
1: They, there, wasn't, there wasn't anything. They just flailed at each other then CGI attacked. And yeah, I mean, fuck it's it. Lame. It
0: was bad. Anyway, um, then Dooku resorts to bitch tactics by trying to bring down the roof on Anakin and Obi-Wan. And Yoda's not going to let that happen to his friends because Yoda's a good bloke. So he stops the rocks from falling. And before, he was, like, forcing stuff out of the way.
1: That was a big, heavy pillar, dude. Yeah, but like... <laughs> <laughs> which gives, like, it, it gave uh, Dooku the perfect opportunity to just slash Yoda, because he was... He had yeah, he
0: said he didn't. He, he ran into his ship. Yeah. And off. Dooku escapes. Um, and he goes to see his master in Coruscant, which his master is obviously the Emperor. Whoa, crazy. Crazy. What Whoa. <laughs> and yeah, we fast forward through a lot of things here. Um, we have the whole line of um, Yoda saying the Clone Wars has begun. Please,
1: please watch our TV show.
0: Yeah, exactly. And wait, to say about the TV show, if you're a fan of Star Wars at all, go watch the Gendy Tartakovsky TV show because that bangs.
1: You can't get wrong with Genndy.
0: He's... No, Genndy is a fucking g Genndy should direct a Star Wars movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I think so. He'd be a very good fit. And like, the animation he brought from Samurai Jack to the Star Wars world really works. I have. No, I don't have a single bad thing to say about what Gendi did with the Clone Wars TV show because even the new characters that he brought in were cool. Mm-hmm. No, like it,
1: it, it was. It's probably like uh, the best made like extended universe
0: thing yeah. possible. Yeah. Don't don't watch the three D animated Clone Wars. I mean, if you're if you're seven years old, watch it. You'll probably like it. Any older than that, you probably won't.
1: And if you really care about Clone War canon, I guess you kind of have to.
0: Yeah. I mean. Not much else happens apart from Anakin kind of murdering people here and then. (laughs) But yeah. And we see a massive, like, clone army assembling and loads of ships flying out into space to give you the scope of this intergalactic war, which we're never going to see on the big screen. (laughs) Way too expensive. Yeah. And Dooku has taken the blueprints for the superweapon to his Sith Master, which is the Death Star. And... The film ends with Anakin secretly marrying Padme on Naboo, and he's got a golden hand.
1: Hooray!
0: And I mean, when we finished the film, when we watched it last week, when this happened, when the credits came, it was just like,
1: whew! It's just like
0: thank God.
1: Because we fucking, like, we, it's nothing but uphill from here. Like,
0: yeah. Honestly. Yeah, no, no. The, to give everyone a taster of what. Revenge of the Sith is going to be like you're going to hear me say some very positive things about the prequel film because there's a lot in Revenge of the Sith that I like Mm -hmm. still have a lot of problems with it there's a lot more that I like about it than any of the other films but I'm going to get onto my negative thoughts about this and I'm going to focus for now on the CGI of it all we figured out last time of all the flaws they walk on in this film maybe four of them are actual flaws (laughs) Because the rest is just they're walking on a fucking green or blue screen mat, right? And it's just digitally. Edited. Remember that background we saw in um, Palpatine's office,
1: yeah?
0: Which is a set. They've walked through that part. <laughs> Why not just build one complete set?
1: It's too expensive, or no, it's too it's too hard, too much time for the people Fuck making the set, man. For the people, for whoever's been working the VFX for this movie, they must have been fucking on overtime.
0: What? Yeah, no. Like my view of this film, this is of all the CGI we've seen since, and I know that this is the first on digital film. I know that digital film is not as good a la- as analog film. I prefer analog film. Digital film. This is one of the worst looking science fiction films ever made.
1: It's like all everything about it. Like all the colors are really muted. Like nothing feels like fun to look at.
0: Nothing feels real.
1: Nothing feels real. And it doesn't
0: like, feel lived in. It,
1: exactly. Like. When, when they're just, even, as, even in a city like as fucking big and bustling as Coruscant, yeah. the most life you see in it is in the fucking, uh, in the club. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's real dudes, just like in costume and stuff. Yeah, I
0: mean, there's a reason why filmmakers use practical effects because practical, practicality lends credibility, which lends to realism, which just makes your film feel more lived in and more real and that therefore audiences can connect. But going away from the CGI, because that's not all I can pick on in this film. This film's biggest disservice, and it's it's most offensive disservice as well, especially for a Star Wars film, is that it's fucking boring. Oh
1: yes, like there, <laughs> there's so little like substance to, to chew on this movie. Although other than like trying to laugh at how weird it is,
0: yeah. As well, like I'm I'm thinking back now, there are plenty of scenes we have missed in this entire discussion but because it's so boring they don't matter No, like, there is nothing of worth for the first two hours of this two hour and twenty minute film
1: we've, we've discussed like maybe two or three actual dialogues that happened in this movie versus yeah. like
0: a few hundred it's yeah like, it's 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 fucked <laughs> it's insane like
1: honestly
0: um, good things um, the seismic charge looked and sounded cool Christopher Lee is really well cast as Count Dooku. I wish we got to see more of him. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> okay, the idea of a Clone War is really cool. I
1: guess. Like,
0: this, what this movie should have been is the Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, the actual Clone Wars. But no, they wanted it to like stretch this out over because products if, and video games yeah, and
0: shit. If you had an opening crawl which explained everything that happened in this film, yep. and then you had a live-action version of Gendy's Clone Wars, you've got a fucking good film in there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, I mean, to conclude my final thoughts on it, I really dislike this film. As a Star Wars fan, it upsets me that people genuinely like this and there are idiots that petitions to have a film like The Last Jedi removed from canon, When we've got something as fucking shit as this. Because the last Jedi, for all its faults, it had some of the best Star Wars moments in it. And it had some of, unfortunately, the worst Star Wars moments in it. But yeah, it's a very it's it's very uneven, the mixed Jedi. That's my opinion on that. But the Attack of the Clones is all bad. It's boring, it doesn't look nice, the writing is fucking the worst it's ever been. Ewan McGregor is wearing fake hair and a beard. He
1: looks like Jesus Christ. Yes, he people, literally looks... People, people fell for that. People have confused him specifically for Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's all I have to say about this. Is there anything you want to add?
1: Uh, There's one thing. Uh, it's something I discovered, like, actually just a couple days ago. Um, people... When, when people, like, uh, ask what's the best way to watch uh, Star Wars, like, if you're completely new, Right. Um, a lot of people say, tend to say, oh, watch the uh, Machete edits. Do you know about this? No, I don't know this. Okay, basically, like, um, I can't—I don't remember if they're actually edits, but basically the, um, the the way they want you to see it is the, the order is um, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Clone Wars.
0: <laughs> I see your face. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Clone Wars, um, episode three, episode three, I forget it.
0: Revenge Um, of the Sith, yeah,
1: and then um, the last one of the original trilogy. I forget as well. Why?
0: (laughs) Why? Why? Why watch it in this order?
1: Um, I think it was. I think people say like this way you get like um, you don't ruin the the major kick, the major twist of uh, Empire Strikes Back, Mm, which which is which made Star Wars famous, honestly. Yeah. That scene, that yeah. scene is too good to link. It's one of in.
0: the biggest twists in film history. Right. Um, <laughs> like, this is the great moment of Harrison Ford finding out at the premiere. Exactly. why'd you tell me? He's <laughs> like, hey kid, you didn't fucking tell me that. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I can see why people would want to do this. Uh, for, the, for reasons like that Yeah, I'm but going from Empires to Clone Wars is rough <gasps> oh, yes. it's a bad yeah. fucking idea in my yeah. opinion um,
0: I mean I usually tell people if they've never seen Star Wars before because you do meet these kinds of people that have never seen Star Wars before I say watch 4 to 6 3 and then you can watch the new ones I I, I usually ignore episodes 1 and 2 <laughs> But then some other people, they go, oh, no, I want to watch all of them, though. So I say, okay, watch four to six, watch one to three, and then you can start the newer ones that came out now. Now, the worst thing is... Now, Becky, I'm going to fucking call you out on this because I sat down and watched all of these films with you last year. How dare you like the prequels more than the original trilogy? I know you're going to fucking listen to this. How dare you like Jar Jar Binks as well? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think we can... Conclude this episode now. Mm-hmm. Um, Attack of the Clones sucks.
1: It's nothing but green skies from now on, though. No. No. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I think we're gonna enjoy Revenge of the Sith when we watch it. Oh yes, no. It's the one we like to quote the most as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the best quote. It does. I mean, but yeah, um, this has been me and Alan. Stay tuned for our next Star Wars episode next week. And until then, I've been your average Joe, and I will see you next time. See. you